language and art form, and that you are going to apply their wisdom to your life beginning today. When you have completed this recording, use it as a reference guide. If you need a boost in patience or mercy or kindness and meditation or forgiveness or humility and leadership or prayer or anything else covered by our ancestral masters, then listen to that contribution. Work at applying the specific recommendations. Let your life be guided by greatness. To me, this is the way to teach poetry or prose or literature. Let it come alive. Let it shimmer in your mind. And then take that inner awakening and put it to work. All of us are deeply grateful to those who make life throb to a swifter, stronger beat. These great teachers from the past have done that for me. And I encourage you to apply this language of the heart from the wisdom of the ages to your life. God bless you. Pythagoras once wrote, Learn to be silent. Let your quiet mind listen and absorb. And during the 1600s, Blaise Pascal wrote these words, All man's miseries derive from not being able to sit quietly in a room alone. This is the only piece in this collection of great contributors in which I have elected to highlight two writers on the same subject. I've selected two men whose lives were separated by over two millennia, both of whom in their own times were considered to be the most knowledgeable in the rational fields of mathematics and science. Pythagoras, whose writings influenced the thought of Plato and Aristotle, was a major contributor to the development of both mathematics and Western rational philosophy. Blaise Pascal, a famous French mathematician, physicist, and religious philosopher who lived 22 centuries after Pythagoras, is considered to be one of the original scientific minds. He is responsible for inventing the syringe, the hydraulic press, and the first digital calculator. Keeping in mind the left-brain scientific leanings of these two scientists, listen again to their two quotes. Pascal, all man's miseries derive from not being able to sit quietly in a room alone. Pythagoras, learn to be silent. Let your quiet mind listen and absorb. They both speak to the importance of silence and the value of meditation in your life, whether you are an accountant or an avatar. They send us a valuable message about a way of being in life that is not popularly encouraged in our culture. This is that there is tremendous value in creating alone time in your life that is spent in silence. If you want to shed your miseries, learn to silently sit in a room alone and meditate. It has been estimated that the average person has 60,000 separate thoughts each and every day. The problem with this is that we have the same 60,000 thoughts today that we had yesterday, and we'll repeat them again tomorrow. Learning to be quiet and meditate involves figuring out a way to enter the spaces between your thoughts, or the gap, as I call it. In this silent, empty space between your thoughts, you can find a sense of total peace in a realm that is ordinarily unknowable. Here, any illusion of your separateness is shattered. Most of us have minds that race full speed day and night. Our thoughts are a hodgepodge of continuous dialogue about schedules, money worries, sexual fantasies, grocery lists, drapery problems, concerns about the children, vacation plans, and on and on like a merry-go-round that never stops. Those 60,000 thoughts are usually about ordinary daily activities and create a mental pattern which leaves no space for silence. 
This pattern reinforces our cultural belief that all gaps in conversation need to be filled quickly. For many, silence represents an embarrassment and a social defect. Therefore, we learn to jump in to fill these spaces, regardless of whether our filler has any substance or not. Silent periods in a car or at a dinner are perceived as awkward moments, and good conversationalists know how to get those spaces occupied with some kind of noise. And so it is with ourselves as well. We have no training in silence, and we see it as unwieldy and confusing. Thus we keep the inner dialogue going just like the outer. Yet it is in that silent place where our ancient teacher Pythagoras tells us to let our quiet mind listen and absorb, that confusion will disappear and enlightened guidance will come to us. But meditation also affects the quality of our non-silent activities. The daily practice of meditation is the one single thing in my life it gives me a greater sense of well-being, increased energy, higher productivity, at a more conscious level, more satisfying relationships, and a closer connection to God. The mind is like a pond. On the surface you see all of the disturbances, yet the surface is only a fraction of the pond. It is in the depth below the surface, where there is stillness, that you will come to know the true essence of the pond, as well as your own mind. By going below the surface, you come to the spaces between your thoughts, where you are able to enter the gap. The gap is total emptiness, or silence. These two pioneering scientists, who are still quoted today in university courses, were studying the nature of the universe. They struggled with the mysteries of energy and pressure and mathematics and space and time and universal truth. Their message to all of us here is quite simple. If you want to understand the universe, or your own personal universe, then be quiet and face your fear of sitting in a room alone and going deep within the layers of your own mind. It is the space between the notes that makes the music. Without that emptiness, that silence in between, there is no music, only a noise. You too are silent, empty space at your center, surrounded by form. To break through that form and discover your very creative nature that is in the center, you must take the time to become silent each day and enter that rapturous space between your thoughts. No amount of my talking about the value of daily meditation will ever convince you. You will never know the value of this practice unless you make the commitment to do it. My purpose in speaking to you about this subject on the value of meditation is not to tell you how to meditate. There are many fine courses of study, manuals, and audio guides to give you instruction. My purpose here is to emphasize that meditation is not something that is exclusively for spiritual seekers who want to while away the hours and days of their lives in deep contemplation, oblivious to productivity and social responsibility. Meditation is a practice advocated by those who live by their faith in reason, by number crunchers and authors of theorems and Pascal's Law. You may feel much as Blaise Pascal did when he wrote, The eternal silence of those infinite spaces terrifies me. Here are some suggestions for overcoming your terror and learning to be silent and able to sit quietly in a room alone. 1. Practice noticing your in-and-out breaths as a way to cultivate turning inward to the silent self. You can do this in the midst of meetings or conversations, even parties. Just notice and follow your breathing for a few moments, many times during your day. 2. Give yourself time this day to simply sit in a room alone and observe your mind. 
Keep track of the various thoughts that enter and exit and lead to the next thought. Your awareness of the phonetic activity of your mind will help you to transcend the frenzied pace of thoughts. And three, read a book on meditation to learn how the practice can be initiated or join a meditation group. Four, there are many CDs and tapes available to guide you in meditation. Find one that appeals to you. I have published one called Meditations for Manifesting, in which I teach a specific meditation called Japa. I guide you through a morning and evening meditation using my voice to assist you in repeating the sounds of the divine. And all profits from the sale of the CD go to charity. Founder of one of the world's major religions, Buddha, was born Prince Siddhartha in northeast India, near the borders of Nepal. Seeing the unhappiness, sickness, and death that even the most powerful and wealthiest are subject to in this life, at age 29, he abandoned the life he was living in search of a higher truth. The name Buddha is actually a title that translates to the Awakened One or the Enlightened One. This is the title given to Siddhartha Gautama, who left behind the princely life at the age of 29 and went on a lifelong search for religious understanding and a way of release from the human condition. It is said that he discarded the teachings of his contemporaries and through meditation he achieved enlightenment or ultimate understanding. From then on he assumed the role of teacher instructing his followers in the Dharma or truth. His teachings became the basis for the religious practice of Buddhism which has played a major role in the spiritual, cultural and social life of the Eastern world and much of the Western world as well. I have deliberately chosen not to speak on the tenets of Buddhist doctrine but rather to take this often quoted passage of the Buddha and relate its significance.